Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for May 15th, 2023. We're, we're in a series on the miracles of Jesus. We started on January 2nd, and we're still here. We're still going through it. We pretty much covered all the miracles now. Now what I'm providing you is basically just uh, messages from the miracles. But before I get into the message for this morning, I have a testimony I want to share with you. Uh, and so I just want to share that real quick to the glory of God. Uh, last week, so this month, yesterday was Mother's Day. So I thank God for all the mothers that are watching right now. I pray that you felt loved, that the peace and the love of God was was all over you yesterday, that you should be celebrating. We should celebrate mothers. We thank God for mothers. And I pray that as a mother, you felt loved and appreciated. Well, right before Mother's Day, Isabella and I were in Vegas, and I'm so proud as a proud husband, godly proud. Uh, we were in Las Vegas, and, and Isabella was recognized as a leader of one of the 50 fastest growing woman-owned businesses in the United States. She was recognized by the Women's President Organization at J.P. Morgan Chase. And so I just want to give that quick testimony. I'm so proud of my wife. I'm thankful for what she's doing. And uh, to God be the glory. I wanted to get that out of the way, and now I can get into the message. So we've been looking at this miracle of Lazarus. And now that we're done with the miracle, we've been gleaning some nuggets from it. So we're going to continue to do that today. This is overall in the series. This is part 79. We've been teaching on this since January 2nd. And this is the 20th message from just Lazarus. So this is Life Lessons from Lazarus, part three. We're going to continue to, and I have more. I'm not done. But we're going to continue to glean messages from the miracles. Put in the chat. Say, I, I learn messages from the miracles. Put in the chat. I get life lessons from Lazarus. Put in the chat, my heart is open to receive. Get ready for the word. All right, so we're going to learn some messages from the miracles. And uh, as we do that, let me just share real quick Psalms 126 and verse 4. This is a scripture that we've been meditating on all year long, and I want to go back to it again this morning. The Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Lord, do it again. This is a season, I believe, of refreshing and restoring for us. And in this season, we want God to take us back to where we had that passion, that zeal, that fervor, that favor, whatever you lost along the way in the last three years, this is your season to get it back. Put in the chat, Lord, do it again. Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. Whatever area of your heart went dry, we're declaring that in this season, it will be drenched again. We're speaking fresh wind, fresh fire, fresh anointing, fresh favor, refreshing and restoring over you. Say amen to that. All right. John chapter 11, we've been through the miracle. What are we going to do today? So I, I prayed about it. I have three things to share with you in this morning. What does this mean for you today? Three things about the miracle of Lazarus and how would it apply to you? And these are the messages and the miracles. I have a lot more than three, but I'm going to give you three today and we'll continue, right? This is actually part three of the recap. So we just keep going there. Let me just pause right here and say this. There are levels and levels of revelation in the word of God. Put that in the chat. There are levels of revelation. So the reason why I can come back to one passage today and then tomorrow and then for three weeks and then for a month, and here we are 
and we keep coming back to the same passage and we keep getting more revelation is because there's levels and levels of revelation in the word of God. You can go to the same passage every day and, and the father can speak to you about something else. So don't think that, especially as a preacher, that you've already preached it. I made a mistake one time when I was in Bible college 20-something years ago. Doctor, the late, great Dr. Charlie Dean Palmer was my professor, and he was assigning scriptures in class for us to preach. And so he would give us a scripture. We would have 10 minutes to prepare and then 10 minutes to preach. And he gave me uh, Philippians, Philippians 4 and 4, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And he said, Brother Pena, Philippians 4 and 4 or Reverend Pena, whatever he called me. And I said, okay. I said, Dr. Parma, if it's okay, can I get another scripture? He said, what do you mean? I said, well, I've already preached from uh, Philippians 4 and 4 twice. And so like, you know, I've already preached from this scripture twice. Basically, I was saying, I've already gotten out of it what I need to get out of it. Can you give me something else? And man, he went off on me. This man had been preaching for over 50 years. He was like, don't you ever tell me that. He said, you could preach Philippians 4 and 4 from now to Jesus comes back and you can get fresh revelation. So we're going to this miracle every day and God keeps giving us fresh insight. So let's see. Three things. Number one, here we go. Y'all ready? All right, number one, Jesus feels our pain. Put in the chat, Jesus feels our pain. Put in the chat, let's make it personal. Jesus feels my pain. In John eleven thirty five. The shortest verse in the Bible, the Bible says, Jesus wept. Jesus feels our pain. The, just Jesus wept. Those two words communicate Jesus's compassion and his empathy. He, he has empathy for us. He has compassion. Even though Jesus knew that he was about to raise Lazarus from the dead, when he saw Mary crying, when he saw the mourners crying. Jesus wept. He was moved with empathy and compassion. In our own struggles, in our own heartaches, listen, there are times that as a believer, as a parent, especially as a parent, as a parent, as a spouse, as a believer, there are times where you will be at the point where, you know, you're crying, you're weeping, you're calling out to God, they're, they're, we're not exonerated from challenges. So there will be challenges in life. Life happens to people. But in those moments, we can find peace in knowing that Jesus understands our pain. Jesus feels pain. And watch this, he grieves along with us. Our God was a human. Stop right there. I want you to get put that in the chat. Our God was a human. We don't serve. I don't. I know that there are other people on this planet that worship other gods, but maybe their God was not a human. And if their God was a human, then he's not a God, right? I mean, so our God was a God and then he came as a human. And so our God was a human. He felt what we feel. He knows what it feels like to be disappointed. He knows what it feels like to be betrayed. He walked in our path. He walked in our shoes. He felt emotions. He endured pain. He understands the human condition. Jesus understands us. Jesus 
fills us. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses. We have one that was tempted in every way, just like we are, yet he did not sin. Jesus stands in heaven right now as our high priest. He is forever making intercession for us. Jesus is pleading your case. Jesus is pleading my case before the Father. And how can he plead our case well? Why? Because he resonates with our experiences. He knows what it's like to be a human. Jesus is no stranger to the human experience. So watch this. He's in heaven, but he's he's talking to the father and he's saying, daddy, I know what it's like to be her right now. I know what it's like to be him right now. I understand it. And because I understand it, I can intercede for her on a different level. Jesus understand, Jesus feels my pain. Say that. So you, you're not praying to a God that doesn't understand. You're not praying to a God that, that has never been a human. You're not praying to a God that doesn't, that doesn't connect with you on a very deep and personal level. Your God understands you. Why? Because Jesus came as a man. So I, I need you to know, put that in the chat. My God understands. When, when, when I'm praying, I'm praying to a God that understands me. I'm praying to a God that has experienced what I experienced. And, and now he's up there making intercession for me. Glory to God. Say amen to that. That's good news. All right, number two, faith can move mountains. Now we've, we've taught on this. Like you've probably heard many, many messages on faith that can move mountains. And we're going to look at Mark 11 in, in a few minutes at the end of this point. But but I want you to understand that when you live by faith, you got to believe that God can do anything and faith can move mountains despite the seemingly hopeless situation. In John 11 and 40, Jesus says to Martha, Martha's crying. She's frustrated. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But, but even now, and Jesus is like, oh, do you believe? Even now, she didn't believe. And Jesus asked her this question, did not I say to you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? Listen, we serve a God who can do anything. And if we believe, we will see the glory of God. If we believe, we will see the glory of God. We got to believe in a God who can do anything. We got to believe in a God that can move mountains. Lazarus had been dead for four long days when Jesus asked Martha that question. He had been dead and his body was stinking and rigor mortis was sitting in. And Jesus said, did, did not I tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God. This is a reminder for me, for you this morning, that God can do anything, that our God can do anything, but we must have the faith to believe in a God that can move mountains. Listen, if if Jesus could raise Lazarus from the dead after four long days, then surely he can manifest himself in your life. But like he asked Martha, God is asking you this morning, me this morning, do you believe? Do you believe? Do you believe in a God that can do anything? Do you believe in a God that can move mountains? Faith, watch this. Faith challenges our natural perspectives. As a believer, this is why the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. The opposite of faith is not doubt. The opposite of faith is natural sight. Faith will challenge the natural perspectives of this world. Right in her moment where Martha was 
absorbed with grief. She was overwhelmed with pain. She was looking at her situation from, from merely a human point of view. And Jesus was challenging her to elevate her perspective. Put in the chat, say, I elevate my perspective. When I'm faced with something that it looks like, no matter what it looks like, but if it looks like in this world, it's not going to happen. If it looks like in this world, mm, it's, it's evident failure. If it looks like in this world, it's not going to turn out for my good. If that's what it looks like, watch this, watch this, we can elevate our perspective. Obviously, if it looks like it's over and it's dead and it's not going to happen, it's not going to work out for my good, I'm looking at it maybe from a human point of view. But if I elevate my perspective and I start to peer at it from God's perspective, let me disconnect myself for a moment. Let me disconnect, detach, disconnect myself from, from my performance, my goodness, my perceived level of performance. I'm just going to look at it from God's point of view. And from God's point of view, God does not see impossibilities. There's nothing God can't do. So faith can open the door to the impossible. Faith, watch this. When you live by faith, you are appearing. You can see the invisible. You can believe the impossible. So you have to hold on to your faith. You have to have faith that can move mountains. Faith welcomes divine intervention. Put that in the chat. My faith welcomes divine intervention. Listen, we just a few minutes ago prayed for a person named April. I lifted up April to, uh, uh, for those of you before I went live, uh, before I started the the actual video, boom, we lifted up April and we, and we prayed. We st stood in faith. What were we doing? We were welcoming divine intervention. When you live by faith, you are asking God to interrupt human uh, experiences. You, you are asking, watch this, you are giving God earthly license for heavenly interference. When you have faith, you are asking God to interfere. You are asking God to intervene. You are setting your faith in agreement. You are asking for the supernatural to interrupt the things of this world. You are asking for the supernatural to manifest. You're not looking at life from a human point of view. You're not looking at your circumstances as, as a mere man. You know that as a mere man, sometimes it's beyond humanity. You know that as a mere man, sometimes the situation looks like, oh my God, it's beyond repair. But there's a God in heaven who can do all things. And so you are welcoming God. You are invoking God. You are asking for the impossible to become possible because there's nothing God can't do. You are giving God permission to perform miracles. You are asking God to get involved. This is why faith requires courage. Put in the chat, say, I have courage. As a, as a believer, you must have courage. Listen, living by faith is not for the faint at heart. Living by faith, you've got to have a backbone as a believer. you got to be able to look at a seemingly impossible situation and says, we're going to stand in faith without wavering, without a doubt. We're going to believe God having all. Listen, when, when the doctors say, hey, we've done all we can do. When, when the lawyers say, sorry, uh, but it doesn't look like it's going to work out. When the bank says, I I'm sorry, but you're out of time. When all of these people have said everything that they're going to say, you if you have a word from God, listen, you got to stand on that word and you must have the courage to continue to believe God. Jesus showed up after he had been dead for four days and Jesus believed that the father was going to raise him from the dead. And that's how you have to live. You have to believe that God's word is going to be good in your life, no matter what it looks like. You cannot be moved. Put in the chat, I will not be moved by what I see. I will only be moved by what God said. And we have to have courage. Faith gives birth to hope. Let me pause on this one because I, I need to explain this one. So normally I tell you that hope is over here and faith is over here and faith adds substance to your hope. I tell you that hope is open-ended. Hope is like I'm hoping and a wishing and a praying 
but I don't. I, it's not tied to anything. When, uh, unless you have a promise from God, all you can do is hope. You can't have faith because faith begins where the will of God is known. So faith adds substance to your hope. Got it. You got it? But let me explain that in another way, faith can actually give birth to hope. So let me explain. So Hebrews 11 and 1, faith adds substance to hope because faith is always tied to a promise of God. But let me explain a level of faith that will actually give birth to hope. So I, I've taught on levels of faith before. And if you remember, I've taught you on four levels of faith. The first level is faith in the works. Put this in the chat so you guys can document it. Put the first level of faith, faith in the works, what you see. That's the lowest form of faith because some people will not have faith until they see it. So faith in the works, that's what you see, right? The next level, faith in the word, what you read. So I open up the Bible. I read the word of God. I have faith in that. Faith in the works, that's the lowest level. Faith in the word, that's what I read. So the first one is what I see. The second one is what I read. The third one is faith in the rhema. That means God gave me a word. He spoke to me, gave me a dream, an open vision, a prophetic word. God spoke to me. So now level three is I have faith in the rhema word. So this is what I hear. God, I heard something from God. So the first level is I saw it. The second level is I read it. The third level is I heard it. The fourth level, have faith in God. That's that's just a general. Watch this. When God hasn't spoken yet, I haven't read it yet. I haven't heard it yet. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, but I, I'm still good. Why? Because I have faith in God. So the fourth level and the highest form of faith that I teach on is entering into God's rest. When you say, I have faith in God, put in the chat, I have faith in God. I just have faith in God and I'm not going to be moved. Now, when you get to that level, I have faith in God. God haven't spoken yet. None, none of that. I just believe that God is, I believe God is more committed to me than I'm committed to me. I have faith in God. When you get to that point, that level of faith gives birth to hope. It gives birth to hope when all human hope is gone. Listen, Jesus showed up after he had been dead for four days. At that point, if you have that kind of faith, I have faith in God, it, you can still have hope. You can have hope when all human hope is gone. Listen, this is what Jesus said in Mark 11 verses 22 to 24, because I'm teaching you how to have faith in God and how to believe in mountain moving faith. Jesus said this, have faith in God. Another translation says, have the God kind of faith. What's the God kind of faith? I just believe that God is going to do what he, what he said he's going to do in my life. Even if I don't understand what's going on, I have faith in God. Have faith in God. Verse, verse 23. He says, for assuredly, this is Jesus speaking, not my words. This was here before I got here. He said, I say unto you, whosoever says unto this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, does not doubt in his heart, believes that those things that he says will be done, he will have whatsoever he says. Therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever things that you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. I'm talking about mountain moving faith this morning. One of the reasons why I'm teaching you on the miracles is so that you can build up your faith to believe that God can do anything. Put in the chat, say, I have faith in God. Say, I have mountain moving faith. You got it? All right. That's ooh, glory to God. All right. Number three, I told you I have way more. I have too much stuff to share with you. Uh, that's why I, that's why I'm just, I have to break it down. Today, I'm only giving you three points. Tomorrow, I'm going to probably give you three or four. We'll keep going through this, but there's so many messages in the miracles. Number three, the last one for today, nothing is beyond God's power. I don't know what you're facing. The, the situation we just prayed for a few minutes ago is a, is a dire situation, but nothing 
is beyond God's power. I don't know what situation you are standing in the need of today, what, what you're asking God to do. But I want to remind you that nothing is beyond God's power. Lazarus was dead. He wasn't sleeping. He was dead for four days. Nothing is beyond God's power. As, as far as human possibilities go, the finality of this situation had already set in. The body was thinking he was in the grave. The grave was sealed. Nothing is beyond God's power. This is, this is a reminder to you and I that no matter what we're facing and no matter how hopeless it seems, nothing is beyond God's power. No situation is too hopeless. No problem is too big. No mistake is too great for God to handle. God is God. Nothing is beyond his power and, and his power defies human logic. I've told you this many times. I need to repeat it to you this morning. Please, for those of us that are like me, engineering minds, mathematical minds, very logical people, do not think your way out of faith. Faith will not make sense. Faith, faith will defy logic and reason and common sense. Do not think your way out of your blessing. Do not think your way out of faith. Oh no, Lord, the body stinketh by now. Don't open. Stop. Stop thinking your way out of faith. Listen, when God tells you something, it may not make any sense at all, but you have to believe God. And the last point I'll share with you on this morning as we close, God's power is not limited by time or space. Put that in the chat. God's power is not limited by time and is not limited by space. From, from, from a space perspective, there were moments where Jesus said, I don't need to go. He would just speak a word of healing and healing will go where he didn't need to go. God's power is not limited by space. God, we, could, we could pray for somebody in India right now and you and I are in Virginia <laughs> and we could pray for somebody in India and <laughs> the power of God, we're not limited by space and we're also not limited by time. Listen, it had been four days. Jesus showed up. He says, no, I'm not limited by time. I'm not limited by space. I'm not limited by anything. I don't know who I'm ministering to this morning, but you got to believe God, y'all. We're called to live by faith. We're called to pray, intercede, believe, lift up our voice, lift up our faith, stand in the gap. God's, our prayers can go where we can't go. Our prayers can do what we can't do. The power of God can be manifested and it's not limited by time and it's not limited by space. God can do anything. Say amen to that. One of the, the point of, of the messages and the miracles is for you to believe in a God who can do all things. And I keep building your faith up every day. I keep building your faith up every day. Why? So you can believe God. Put in the chat, say, I believe God. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I'm done. I want you to lift up your voice and declare this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. While I may have had some dry areas in my life. In this season, my heart is drenched again. I have fresh wind, fresh fire, and a fresh anointing. I believe again. My faith is rekindled. My passion is restored. My hope is revived. I believe in a God who can do anything. There is nothing too hard for you. No mountain is too high. No valley is too low. No challenge is too difficult. It's never too hard. 
and it's never too late. So no matter what I face, I do so knowing that my God can do all things. I believe in a God of miracles. I believe in a God who can give life to dead situations. So I enter this day and this week looking up and not down, looking forward and not backward. I boldly declare greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow, I'm going to have another one. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, and put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Greater is coming for you. I want you to believe in a God who could do all things. There's nothing God can't do. So do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you, and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Have an amazing day. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.